0: Good evening, good folks. It's the Black Unicorn, and I got a special topic for you today. So welcome. Thank you for listening. Um, let's jump right into it. So the question um, that we're going to be discussing tonight is, have you ever left an impression on someone that you felt like wasn't the real you? So you left an impression and you don't get a do-over. But you honestly felt like it was like so totally not you. Some way, somehow, the impression was manipulated. Something happened. Something took place during your exchange with these people or this person or this entity that you felt like you walked away and left an impression that was not you. But now you don't get a do-over. How do we deal with that? Let's take a minute to think about how do we deal with that? It's a helpless situation. You can't change it. It's like you drop something in the mailbox. And as soon as you drop it, you realize you addressed it to the wrong person. Like, what do you do next? So you're in a situation where you feel like your exchange with someone was not the exchange you wanted to leave them with. That is not the person you want it to represent. Has that ever happened to you? And what do you do next? Now what? I can't change it. I can't fix it because I'm a fixer. I fix everything, but I can't fix that. Now what? People always say your first impression is your only impression. I hear that. I've heard that before. In social work, I've heard that. I've heard that being said in so many different ways. But that the impression that the client leaves on you from your first exchange is what you always go with. I'm going to say I disagree with that. I don't feel like the first impression is the impression. Because sometimes people just have bad days. Sometimes People just don't feel well. Sometimes people just have a lot going on. So I don't believe that my first exchange has to be my final footprint of that person unless I will never have an exchange with them, because then that would be, you know, the final footprint. Otherwise, they have a chance to change how I feel about them. Once I continue to see them move. But if you don't get a do-over, how do you settle within yourself that there's an impression out there about you that's a falsehood or that was manipulated in some way, that it wasn't a total fact? So let's get into why I came up with that with that, because I'm one of those perfectionist type people. Like I like things to be perfect. And I work on things and work on things and tweak things and waste money and waste time and energy and all those things until I get it like quite right. That's just how I've always been. Partly because of how I was reared, right? So when I leave an impression that I'm not comfortable with, I dwell on it forever, because I'm a dweller, until I find some way to fix it, right? However, a lot of times the universe finds a way to fix it for me before I execute on whatever it is that I plan to do to so-called replace the impression that I left. So the question or the thought of, of this episode is, how do you settle with yourself? How do you make peace with yourself when you feel like you've left an impression on someone that wasn't what you consider to be 100% authentic? And so that's happened to me within the last five years. And it impacted my life in such a large way. So I felt like I was being misrepresented on one end of my life, when on the other end of my life, I was living my own truth. And in this space that it happened in was a very personal space for me. It affected my home life. It affected my love life. It affected my finances. It just affected every area of my life. And I wondered why in the world do I keep running into what I consider my biggest problems in personal relationships? It's funny because my biggest problems are usually never with the person that I'm dealing with, whether it be male or female in a friendship or a sexual relationship. It's usually always somebody from the outside. And there's this thing about me. I keep myself super guarded and super protected. so I don't have a lot of friends because I don't allow a lot of people to know me. I don't go a lot of places because I don't bless a lot of people with my presence. Not because I think that I'm better than other people. Not because of any of that. Because I'm super dope and I'm super special. And I give everything to the last drop of blood. I know that people can see that in me sometimes depending on the environment that I'm in. So because of that, in order to protect myself as much as I can, I guard myself as much as I can. And the least amount of people that I have contact with are the fewer chances I put myself out there, if that makes any, any sense. So... I don't allow a lot of people in in any way but pleasantries. I usually just give pleasantries and I move on. Um, When I'm in workspaces, I'm typically the one that does not like to participate in baby showers and birthday parties and all these things that they do at work because I'm just there to go to work. And although I'm cordial with my coworkers, I'm not really looking to to, to be making long-term relationships with people I'm working with, right? I have had a bad experience with getting in a relationship with someone that I was working with. And it was disastrous beyond belief. So back to the original question of why, how rather, do we adjust the feeling of feeling sad, depressed, misunderstood, misrepresented, taken advantage of, the underdog. How do you not feel like that after there's something out there about you that you can't change that you know isn't the total truth? Like You just know that's not who you are. You know who you are. And a person like me constantly critiques who I am. So I know who I am. I know there's lots of things I'm working on. Lots of them. But I also know that I've never did anything to anybody that would could be considered ill-mannered. And if I did, I paid the price for it. But rarely do I do those kind of things. But I've had times that I've done things that I regret. But then I paid the price for it. I, or I have already paid the price for it. So, again... How do I feel better? What makes me feel better? Because I can't fix it. This person feels this way about me. They can't stand me. They, you know, they feel like I did X, Y, and Z. When none of these things are absolutely the way this goes. And if they just use the good common sense, some things just don't add up. Some things just don't add up. So... In order to remove that burden, because it's the biggest burden that I carry amongst my personal life, to remove it, just totally get rid of it, I decided I had to work on me because I can't work on it. It is a done deal. I can't work on it, so I have to work on me to make me feel better about what's taking place, right? And so one of the things I know I needed to do will seek God because in order to get things moving in the atmosphere, I can't do it because I'm going to go to jail. So I need to rely on God and trust, trust in God to fix those things. Like that's all I can do. I can't go make people listen to me. I can't make people believe me. I can't make people see the unseen I can't make people behave like I do. All I could do is pray to God to settle those feelings within me and give me, increase my faith so that I understand that it will happen on the back end. Those people that are throwing stones at you and have no idea what's really going on will be dealt with on the back end. I don't have to be so upset about it. I don't have to feel so bad about it. You know, when I meet someone and I say, I trust you, I care about you, I love you, I expect, that you, I expect it to be reciprocated. I expect it to be reciprocated in the same way in which I give. And that's the most dangerous expectation you can have. It's dangerous. Because it sends you seeking for things that are not going to be there necessarily. I had a boyfriend once. And I've learned something from each one of them boyfriends i of had. But I had a boyfriend once that said to me, when the rabbit got the gun. And I was like, I guess. But as I thought about it and we talked about it, the moral of that was this. I don't have to respond the way you respond just because I say I love you and you say you love me. So I can love you and still respond in a foul way because that's the response I chose. You might didn't do that, but when I once I got the gun, the way I handled it is how I handled it. So just because you forgave me for cheating does not mean that if you did it to me, I'm going to do the same thing, although you've already forgiven me and moved on and act like it didn't happen, if the shoe was on the other foot, I'm walking away point blank, period. And I don't got to tell you that. All I got to do is show you once the ball is in my court. To me, that's not loyalty and that's not love. But clearly, that's the way people operate. You know, in planning this episode, I saw a meme on Instagram that (laughs) that said... Sometimes, let me think, how did did it go? Because I think I saved it. It It was like so relative to this situation. I can't quite remember, so I'll get back to it. But anyway, how do you settle peace within yourself when you leave an impression that you don't feel like is a true impression? So I'm going to tell you, first of all, I started doing this podcast and I started doing it to journal my life and my feelings and my emotions because I don't want to share them with people I know. I would much rather share them with people I don't know. People will quickly use your circumstances against you. Oh, I remember now the meme that I saw said, you know, marriages don't last because they're different than your relationship that broke up. Those were just two people that decided that they were going to work through it. So when one person steps off, they've just thrown in the towel. And I think that's what hurt me the most, knowing I would never throw in the towel on you. Never, no matter how bad it got. But you were quick to throw in the towel on me. How do we gauge that (laughs) when you get with somebody? How do you gauge that? And I know it takes time. That's one of the things is time. I do know that. But even with time, you have people that have been together 20 years and he just throws in the towel. So I don't even know that time is the answer. It may be a small portion of it, but I think it has a lot more to do with vibrations and connections and soul ties and really desiring to be one situation. And I don't know that I've ever had that more than, more than once or twice. I just, I just don't know that I've ever ran into anybody that would give their life for me wholeheartedly and not think about it. You know, it's always been a clause to, to most of these relationships. It's always been something that connected us together. You know, one of them I had a baby with. One of them I had a business with. Two of them I had a business with. You know, so it's always been something that made it kind of drag out for the lack of a better term. But like, let's be real week eight, nine, you're like, "Mm, maybe, maybe not. And you, you know, my gut, I mean, your gut feelings tell you if this is a good move or if this is just a move, because sometimes we just move. It don't got to be a good move, but we just tired of being where we was. And so it's a move. So, I'm eliminating that part. We ain't just moving anymore. It has to be a good move. And that takes patience. That takes time. That takes quality over quantity. But that takes a lot of patience. It takes a lot of not dipping and tipping backwards. If you know what I mean. It's hard. Like, I can tell you it's out of doubt That there is a man that I love to know in. But I also know and have to accept that he doesn't love me. And that doesn't... I mean... I've known that for a long time. I've always wore rose-colored glasses through it. Because I can't make him love me. There were times I was just happy that he liked me enough to not be fussing at me that day. So like, okay. I'm not going to tell you I'm perfect. I don't even know at this point I care about the impression that I left on him. Because I know that he knows that I'm bombed. Like, I know that. Like, I, I know for a fact that he knows there ain't no woman out there going to treat him in his little bad attitude the way I did. But I have a problem with me because of that. And that's the, the second foe of this whole deal. Like, not only do I feel bad about the impression that I left somewhere, but then I feel bad that I'm comfortable feeling bad about the impression I left on people that I know don't love or care about me. That it was all fake and temporary. Because you can't tell me you love me on Monday and hate me on Tuesday. To me, that's insane. That's How did you ever love somebody? Like... It takes a lot for me to just be like, you know what, <laughs> you know what, a lot. So to be in ships, whether they're relationships, sex ships, friendships, and people just so comfortably stroll on away, it's like, who raised you too? Who does that? Who wastes their time getting to know someone so deeply OK. So the second thing. So the first thing is we, we seeking God, baby. We got to pray about how we're going to get past the fact that there's a negative word on the street that we can't clear up. So we're going to pray about it. And then we start writing and journaling and putting our feelings out there and just getting them out of our bodies, getting them out of our heads, cleansing ourselves of the foolishness because it's just foolishness. you feeling bad about something that took place god knows how long ago with somebody who ain't thought about you within the last 90 days facts like let it go and i'm there like i just need to let it go i know i'm not a bad person i know that everything i did was necessary in the moment might not have been the best move but it was the move i chose and as a woman it's the move i stand behind You can't keep kicking a dog and don't think he ain't gonna bite. That just don't make sense. You know, I thank God every day that I am able to be a parent, and also understand when I need to check my child and when she's in the wrong space, and can do it without conviction. Like, I love you, but you need to tie up quick. My mom was that kind of mom. And I think I am who I am because she was that kind of mom. You wasn't coming to her with no bullshit ass story. You just wasn't. And excuse my language, but I do cuss on this podcast. I'm sorry. So if you don't like cussing, this ain't for you, sweetheart. Because um, we do get it down on here. I'm sorry. Um, I'm working on that. I, I tried to do it. You see, I think that was the first curse I said. I have been trying to watch it. But when the passion comes through, still so do the language. I'm sorry. I apologize if it offends anyone but but baby we got to we got to do better for ourselves starting with me i have to do better for myself i want to listen to this next year and feel good about what i've done for myself because typically i take all my resources and i do things for everybody else and nothing for myself nothing for myself i will buy you something before i buy me something and that's not okay because you're not going to buy me nothing clearly not okay you know, I couldn't come to my mind with no sob story, no sad story, no depressed. She wasn't going for it at all. But that was the precedent that was set when we were very little. You couldn't come to her with no nonsense about nothing. There was two of us very close in age. Y'all better just figure it out was her favorite line. I worked full time ever since I was in 10th grade. The first time I was ever unemployed was 2015, which was four years ago, which means I was 35 and I had a major surgery. And so I wasn't working for a year, but my job covered me because I had an amazing job with amazing benefits. And then I got another amazing job and I had another surgery just last year and I wasn't working again for like eight months. But your bitch back as usual, per usual, per usual. So, you know, this is the rebuilding phase for me. You know, I had lost a lot of weight. I wasn't confident. he sure wasn't lifting me up. um, I wasn't getting no no rhythm nowhere, like my family life is the worst, and so I'm just kind of like a loner, like me and my kid kind of stay stay in our zone um maybe listen that's the best way I know how to function without. Snapping out, being mad, being angry, taking on other people's problems. It's just stay in my zone. Mind the business that pay me. That's all I do. I try to come up with other ways to get paid. That is all I do. But that that burden that I want gone is that impression that was left that I know is not me. And so because I can't change that, I have to work on things internally to make me feel better about the foolishness that took place for the last six years of my life and so what so we did number one is we praying a whole lot we pray and we are praying number two I think I went over number two but I'm gonna go over it again I think we have to realize that other people don't have to respond like we do. So when you choose your response, choose it for you. Understand that which you forgive, he may not forgive. And what you accept, he may not accept. So just consider you when you make your decision. That's number two. Number three is pick up something new. A new hobby, a new friend, maybe. Pick up something new. So myself, I've picked up a few new things. So one of the things I picked up is finance and budgeting. No, I'm not going to be a financer. No, I ain't trying to help nobody with their budget. I'm getting the help from a good friend of mine. Um, her name is Brandy Thompson. Her business is called R&B Collectives. They have an Instagram. They have a Facebook. They have a website. Um But she is super dope and she does these cash envelopes and she saves tons of money by basically writing out a budget, drawing out what she needs on Friday, factoring in um, her daily needs, beauty, you know, Target, gas, food. And then she makes these cash envelopes that are super cute. You can buy them. I think they're six for $12 on her website. I don't know. I spent a little more. I got mine on custom done and everything. But You can get them custom. You can pick your colors. It's pretty decent. And then you take out the cash, you put the money in there, and then you're not swiping when you go to Target. You count it before you go in there. This is what I have in my Target envelope. This is what I can spend in Target. And then if you have money left over in other envelopes, you can kind of switch it and sway it, but not go into the bank for anything. And we are on a savings plan um to start living debt free. So that was one thing I picked up. Getting into the business of my business that's gonna pay me to, to flip that money and make sure that credit worked right so I can be okay. Because I don't have a lot of support. So I need to make sure that I'm okay. So that's one of the things I picked up. The second thing that I picked up is I have a craft shop in my house. Um so I opened a little craft shop in my house. I bought all these materials, all these machines. My daughter draws really well, and so she draws my ideas, and I print them and sell them. Um, I will advertise it on here, just not this week. Um, I just, I don't want to. I don't know. No reason. I just don't want to. So maybe next week I'll put all the information here so you guys can go and look at the shop. Um, but I did. I opened a craft shop. I started getting into my finances. I'm with the craft shop. Of course, y'all know I don't do nothing. That's not done right. That's just not how I work. I don't steal. I don't like thieves. Um, I don't want nobody stealing from me. And when you don't do things right, then you open up the opportunity. So um I put some money out to to have this thing running correctly. And so because of that, um, I spend time on trying to get my money back. So it is going to get a lot um better in the winter months because I'll spend a lot more time for with Christmas and I have greeting cards um that I'm going to be posting that my daughter drew up and that I wrote um special notes in and so they're super cute. Um I have some custom denim jackets. I have one my ex has one. Um those were the only two that I've done but then this guy saw my jacket and asked me to do one for his wife and so now there's going to be a thing with these jackets. And so I'm going to start doing them and posting them on my website. So to just kind of wrap that up on Black Friday, I plan to buy a whole bunch of denim jackets and fatigue jackets. And my daughter um is going to really put her art to work on these jackets so that I can produce some cool stuff for you guys. So that's what we have going on with that. So those were the things that I decided to do to kind of get my mind off of dwelling on a place where I felt like I was the underdog or where I felt like I was done so dirty and so wrong and so misrepresented and it was nothing I could do about it. So I, because I can't change that, I decided to enhance my life to shine a little bright. So my finances, like I was spending like crazy, um, and on things that weren't going to make a return. So I had to, totally cut that out. So again, my friend Brandy has a business, R&B Collectives. And um, she, thebomb.com, she does a lot of live videos. She does a radio show here out of Philly. Um, she really helps and give out a lot of free information. She also sells budgeting products on her website where you could do family budgets and all kinds of cool stuff. She does um, challenges, I remember she did No By July, and I saved enough money to go on vacation just through her No By July savings plan. So get get on her website and get your money in order. Um, I have a business mentor that I've been working with. And so I've been spending time watching a lot of videos and a lot of her informational sessions just about marketing and analyzing your Instagram, analyzing your Facebook. Um, So those are some of the new things I took on. Um, I have a friend that I've been hanging out with, um, from time to time, not a lot really, but I don't know. He wanted to introduce me to chess, but baby, it's some lazy people in this world. I just had to throw that out there, but he introduced me to chess, but then he kind of fell off with playing. So we don't really get together anymore because that was the only reason why we were getting together was to play chess. I guess, I don't know, but yeah, we don't really get together anymore, but I kind of stuck with it sometimes. So sometimes I still play on my phone to kind of learn because I'm still learning. So we had found this cool learner's app that we was playing with. And so I have been playing chess some. Um, So that was something else new that I picked up. So like I've been over here trying to work on just understanding what I like, what I don't like, understanding red flags. Understanding what's acceptable and what's not acceptable. Um, I've seen a lot in my time. Um, I am have been. I was a social worker for ten years, and I worked as an investigator a lot of those years, investigating child abuse. So, like, I've seen so many things that I don't think I have a sense. I'm so desensitized to pain and hurt and poverty and depression and just all those things that it takes a lot to break me down. And so I think sometimes when people see that, they want to see how far they can go. And there's some weird part of me that challenges that by accepting things that are unacceptable, right? I know if I'm making sure you're good, you're supposed to make sure I'm good. And that's not always what it is. So that's why number two was when the rabbit got the gun. Baby, he don't got to react or respond the way you do. So you choose your reaction and your response based on you and what you got going on. Um, Number three, pick up something new. Pick up something new. Find something. Go somewhere you ain't never been. I've never been to Atlanta. I went and spent some time in Atlanta. I didn't do a lot of, I don't know, the driving was so weird to me. Um, I had a hard time driving around for some reason. I don't know what I was on that weekend, but I was just like lost, kept mix, missing the exit for things. But I did get to eat at the Old Lady Gang. It was super good. Um, not then why candy didn't give me no vegetables with my little meal there, but it was amazing. The service was amazing. The place is super cute. Um, I did go to Georgia Tech because my daughter was um, wanting to visit their campus. So we went over and visited their campus. Um, We did some browsing in some local shops. We didn't really go far from our hotel um, because we were just passing through on our way to Disney World. But I had to stop there for a meeting. And my daughter wanted to go to this university and I wanted to eat at Candy's Restaurant. So I found the hotel kind of in the middle of those. So it was like 20 minutes literally from everywhere that we had to go that weekend. So we stayed there for two, two and a half days. And then I trailed on to Disney. Um, and then we stayed in Disney five days. And then we trailed on to Myrtle Beach. And we stayed there for a day. And then we trailed on home. Um, it was one of the best vacations I've ever had. I think this is the first time it's just was me and her not expecting anybody, not meeting anybody, just her and I. And we we were gone for like eight days or so. Something in there. Like, I don't know. I work from home. So I took my computer and stuff with me. So I don't really, I didn't really have to come back for anything. And she was on summer break. So we just was kind of winging it. No lie, y'all. I swear to God, I booked one hotel room. The only room I had when I left Philly was the room in Atlanta for that night. All the rest of it, I just winged it. Groupon and Hotels.com got me through. I just because I use them all the time. So I have points and like I travel a lot for work and for different stuff. So I like, I'm getting ready to go away to the Photo Plus event. If you can make it, go. If you're a photographer, go. If you went to picture taking, if you went to modeling, it's going to be a bomb event. My friend invited us. Well, he told us about it. And we went ahead and registered and got everything together for my daughter's business. And we will be there in the building. We will not be there Thursday because I don't play missing school for nothing leisurely. But this, and it's not really, it is for her business, but we are going to learn, um, and sharpen our photo skills and learn just how to use. We have a lot of equipment that we brought, um, kind of for her to learn how to take professional pictures. Cause a few years ago I brought her professional camera. So we're going. So of course I have to get rooms because we'll be going for two days. Um, I will not. Let her miss school that Thursday, but we'll go that Friday right after school. and we'll stay till Sunday. So, yeah, um, we're going to that. And then right after that, we have something else we have to go to. I don't have to check my calendar, but she is booked and busy. Oh, we're going to the um, School of Architect and Design to volunteer for two days. So I think that should be cool too. So I'm getting her all set up. I'm getting her business set up. I'm getting her schooling and scholarship monies set up. So she could take off. You know, um, it's funny. But somebody one time said they feel sorry for her. Like I was a horrible mom. Like that's the representation I'm talking about. That's so false. Anybody that knows me. And I'm going to my own horn. Because I try so hard. I put so much energy, effort, and funds into raising this girl. How dare you say something like that to me? Are you kidding me? You got to be kidding me. But anyway, um, so yeah, we're signed up for those two events. Um, like I said, New York is probably going to cost me because I, of course she's already scouting places to eat. So we'll be having another eating out good weekend, um, on mommy, of course but that's okay. And then like Friday is my favorite holiday of the entire year. And that's approaching us soon. And, um, so yeah, those are some of the new things that I've picked up. Um, I, like I said, I have the studio now, so we take professional pictures. So we're going out to learn about cameras and lenses and how to style people, um, in the studio, like how to sit them, how to pose them um how to capture certain looks. So this should be a really dope weekend. Um we're gonna bring all our all of our camera equipment and some of our um photos for them to use as news. So this should be like bomb, right? Oh, and art basil. That's what it is. I wanna get tickets for art basil. I have to see um it looks like my job is sort of busy around that time of the year. So I have to see if I could, like, fly out real quick and fly back because it's only in Miami. And we could do a day or two. Like, that would make her happy. She's 13 years old. That would thrill her to just be able to see so much art with so many artists around. That And her birthday is single day mayo, So I figured because it's right around there, you know, it's I mean, not around there, but it's within a few weeks. I figured she would. Really thoroughly enjoy it. So I looked up the tickets. They're not too pricey. Um, I'm so much more worried about the flight than anything. I get anxiety now, baby. I don't know why. I don't know why. But the last flight I took last summer, I thought I was going to die. I literally was holding a man hand next to me. To this day, that man still calls me and checks on me. <laughs> I make friends. If they genuine and they dope dudes or they dope females, I make lifelong friends. Because I treat people well. I might be a little quirky. I might forget some shit because I'm a forgetful ass broad. Let me tell you, I will forget some shit soon as you say it. If it don't make it to the long-term memory, baby, you got problems. I might not remember it. I will jump up out my sleep and remember it, okay? Three days later. <laughs> like, I just, yeah, I'm bad with that. I will supposed to be getting you some juice, go downstairs, get you to catch up, and never get the juice. I have to go back. But why we can't be grateful that I'm willing to go back without an attitude or without a problem? Why do we got to be mad that I forgot it? Because we already know I'm forgetful. But, you know, I guess it just comes with with personality. I don't know. So the fourth thing is, so I'm trying to change my health habits because I don't know. You guys don't know. But I used to be like 180 pounds. Now I'm like 135 pounds. Um, But I'm still not comfortable. Like, I really wish I had the energy to work out more. So I'm smoking less because I smoke a whole lot because I need it for my anxiety. I'm telling you, I'm an anxious type person. I just am. Everything worries me. Everything makes me super nervous if it's not right. So, like, my anxiety can climb from zero to a million in the matter of a phone call, a letter, anything, right? And I find things to worry about. Trust me, if it ain't on the horizon, I will make something on the horizon. So, I smoke less, and so I now I do some yoga. Plus, I want to stay flexible. Like, I'm getting older, so your girl got to, like, keep it together. So, yeah, I have my yoga mat out in my room, and so I use it quite often to stretch and pose and work out some. You know, I'm a squatter, so I haven't been doing them lately because I pulled my hamstrings. So, yeah, I haven't been squatting at all, and my booty looks like it a mess, okay, but we can get that together in a few days, that ain't a problem, I just have to wait till my leg heals, and I had heat on it all day today, because it has been killing me, and part of it is I drive a lot for work, and so yeah, that doesn't help, I was off yesterday and today, but I have to work tomorrow, oh, excuse me, I have to work tomorrow, so, and I'm gonna work 10 hours tomorrow, And I think I have to do like a training online when I come home and I have to send like a resource packet out. So I have a lot to do tomorrow. So I've been smoking a lot less, which has been giving me a lot more energy, but I haven't been taking my vitamins. So I'm going to start. I just put a note on my board to start taking my vitamins again tomorrow because I take a prenatal vitamin, which just gives me everything. And then a D and a B complex because I have... Skin lupus, so I take it for my skin. So anyway, those are the vitamins I was taking every day, and then all of a sudden I stopped. Um, And then I stopped working out. So, of course, I don't weigh less, but my body looks different. My clothes fit different, so I have to get back on it. Now that it's not as hot, I'll be cooking more. Um, I cooked tonight. I cooked last night. I cooked the night before. So we're only, with this budget, allowed to eat out one night a week, which for my daughter is a struggle because I usually just let her have whatever she wants. A lot of times she wants me to cook because, you know, again, your girl be in the kitchen doing something. So she usually wants me to cook for her, but from time to time we eat out a lot, like maybe three times a week we'll eat out, maybe four when it's hot, maybe five. I don't know. It's just me and her. So like I can just jump up and we go to Olive Garden regularly or we go to Fridays because those are her favorite places. It doesn't really cost much. It's going to cost me just as much to go to the market and have to make it. So a lot of times we'll just, cause we'll share appetizer. We'll get two entrees and we're done. She'll get a water most of the time and I'll get a Coke or a drink, you know, but we're never really pushing over 50 bucks. So anyway, enough of that. Um, so those are the things that I've done to lift this burden and make me kind of soar into a more peaceful place. Cause right now I'm really at peace. I, I have an excellent job. I don't have any problems with anybody because I don't talk to anybody, right? Um, I am going to start going out more, but to different kinds of events. Like, I found some events on Eventbrite that I think I might like to meet some people at because I'm going to start dating. Um, I kind of was hoping that I didn't have to date again, but I feel like I should at this point. And so... You know, that's what's going. That's what it's going to be. So what I'm going to do is um start checking out some of those events as soon as next week. Ooh-ooh. um, I'm gonna go by myself at first before I invite my friends. I have to kind of check out some of this stuff and see if it's even worth inviting anybody to. But yeah, I'm like I'm gonna start going out a little more because I had stopped through all my surgeries and sicknesses and illnesses and. People don't really want to take you. out. I mean, men take women out. Let's get that straight, right? But the men I meet don't want to take you out. They just want to come over and chill or, you know, just foolishness. And so, yeah, I'm going, going to start hanging out a little bit and kind of seeing what's on the scene for people my age. Um. You know, honesty is so always the best policy. But the unfortunate part is some of these people, I I think they think they be being honest. And they know that they was there. You know, and so again, that's why that number one is you have to rely on God to just give you the faith to say, I will take care of it and just let it go. And that's hard. That's hard. That's a very hard place to come from. But you can do it. You don't have a choice. But not fixing you is where you've been defeated. You haven't been defeated if you continue to fix you and make you a better you. But if you accept that burden and let that burden weigh you down and depress you and steal your joy, then you've been defeated. That's how I see it. So I'm going to end it with pick up something new, be the best you, get out of the funk. Let it go. Let those people think what they think. If the love was genuine, it would have went a different way, right? If the love was genuine, um, things would have been embraced differently. If the love was genuine, you wouldn't have a burden that you feel like you can't bear because it wouldn't even exist. So just know that you have to learn how to now filter through genuine love. And that, that's what I'm going to leave you with because that's where I am. I have to learn how to filter through and really see genuine love. It's the Black Unicorn, y'all. Thanks for joining me. Till next time, peace and love.